Hi, and thank you for joining Dating While Black's radio podcast. Dating While Black was created to open real dialogue between the sexes in hopes that it will foster positive exchange and help cultivate our communities. The radio segments will address issues that relates to the world, our communities, relationships, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this segment. On this episode, I'm going to talk about this show called I Am Stalker. It is an eight-episode eight docuseries on a Netflix that covers the stories of eight people's lives as it relates to their experience being stalked and get this and their convicted stalker is also interviewed this episode i'm gonna cover one particular episode within that series that talks to that talks to a a couple that met online in which the stalking victim quickly quickly knew after they moved in together that it was a bad idea so if you're with it stay tuned in the previous two episodes, I talked about stalking. I talked about, um, you know, tips and things to look out for. And I also gave a true life story of a story that's developing in the state of Washington right now. But in this episode, I want to talk about a show or a series that I stumbled upon last year that is on Netflix. It's a docuseries titled I Am Stalker. And this particular series basically allows us to view the perspective of the victim as well as the convicted stalker as they both recount basically their experiences with each other as it relates to at least one if not several stalking incidents. Each episode presents a new and different couple. This episode was titled Close to Death and this basically is an appropriate title. So in this episode, I'm just going to recount briefly, hopefully within maybe five minutes of this part of the episode about this, the experience, what happened, and then I'll wrap up with maybe two or three minutes with, with my take. But just to tell you real quick, the show or this particular episode uh, shows recounts the story of Sadie, as well as a guy that she met online by the name of Terry. They met online, eventually met in person, and after a short period of time, ended up moving in together. Specifically, Terry ended up moving in with Sadie. Now, this couple, I'll tell you this, they are in their 50s, right, and trying to find love, which means that at any age, you can still be out there looking for love and still, and still end up with the lunatic, okay? So, in this particular story, shortly after he moved in, she realized it was a bad mistake. He began to become very, very insecure, very jealous and accusatory of, of her, her actions and everything. He even got super paranoid. And at one moment, he ended up strangling her, actually choking her in the middle of the night as she attempted to sleep or while she was sleeping. It got so bad to where I believe she ended up leaving shortly thereafter. I believe the lease was up anyway, but it was one of the, what she would recount, one of the most harrowing experiences uh, of her life. 
after this incident happened and occurred, she ended up moving out. He then began to try to locate her, right? The relationship was over, but he continued to try to find out where she was, oftentimes threatening her and her family members. She ended up moving completely out of state. What I didn't say in the beginning was that she was a nurse and still interested in pursuing uh, higher education. She ended up moving out of state, getting away from this guy, but he still managed to find out where she was and continued to harass her in different forms. She didn't know where he was, if he was following her or how he found out about where she was staying. It got so bad to where she ended up filing a restraining order, even in her new town. At one point, I believe in the show, she stated that she felt that he might have been following her. And she ended up showing the officers her on campus. Okay, so she already had this order in place. She showed the um, officers on campus his picture and her order and to say, hey, be on the lookout for this guy. He ends up coming to our campus and is asked to leave. And in fact, he shows up twice. This time he's arrested. And when the officers impound his vehicle, they found other incriminating evidence to the harm that he wanted to inflict on Sadie. I say all this to say, had they not, or had she not have that restraining order in place, or had she not taken things seriously, things could have turned out worse. But the story does not end there. In fact, she ends up going to the police. He violated his, his you know, restraining order. But we all know that those laws really and truly are not strong enough. The laws basically... For most people that are convicted for stalking, they a lot of times get a slap on the wrist or, you know, fewer than a couple of years, if not months in prison. In fact, he was sentenced to four years in prison for the stalking incident. But she knew, just like most victims, once that person's out or there's a fear that they will come back. And that fear drove her pretty much to the point where she still was not comfortable or felt safe. Officers, though, wasn't quite finished with him. They decided to look a little bit deeper into his history, and they found in 2011, in 2011, he was questioned in the connection of a murder of a woman in Missouri. Police report finds that people pointed to him as being the shooter that chased after her in moments she was dead or found dead. But by the time the trial came, those people recanted their stories in fear of their lives. Now, the good thing for prosecutors when when they found this out, they they had an opportunity. They reached out to Sadie or maybe Sadie reached out to them and she recalled him saying something about him killing someone back in Missouri. This coupled with this, this, this statement alone was probably not enough to convict him of the 2011 murder. 
But what it did was it allowed them an opportunity to reopen the case, reinvestigate, re-interview. And now they have two victims from, excuse me, maybe two or three from 2011 who are now willing, or at least at that point willing, this was 2018, to basically tell the truth. And in 2018, he was sentenced and convicted. He was convicted of second degree murder. He's found guilty of aggravated stalking for stalking Sadie, right? But in June, he was sentenced to life in prison for the murder and an additional 100 years for armed criminal action for the crime that took place years before he even met Sadie. To this day, it's important to note that Terry has maintained his, in his innocence and basically believes that this was all a big mistake. At the end of the day, I will say this. There's no way that I or anyone can stand up here and blame a victim of stalking. No one signs up and say, hey, I want to be stalked and I want to live in fear. There are some things that people can do to help safeguard against those things, which I shared in the previous episode in which I talked about it's titled Stalking 101. But even with that, sometimes the person that is intent on stalking, they're going to continue to stalk until they either find another victim, come to their assist senses, right? Or until they are stopped by incarceration. In this particular case, it was sad because I felt that she realized a little bit too late that moving in or allowing him to move in was a very bad choice. But what do you do with bad choices? You, you learn from them, you move on and you evaluate and you move differently when it comes to dating. You do. Stalking happens to any, can happen to anyone. These people that were in their 50s, right? It doesn't matter the race. It does not matter their financial status or background. And stalking has a significant impact on a person's mental health, a person's safety and well-being. These victims experience fear, anxiety, and depression may even need to relocate or change their daily routines in order to avoid the stalker. It is so important to recognize signs of stalking and take action immediately to protect yourself if you or someone you know are dealing with, with stalking. It's one thing to know what stalking is, it's another thing to be a victim and experiencing it. The best thing that people can do is dating while dating is take time, pay attention, and move. If you see certain actions or certain activities in which your boundaries are not being respected, it's time for you to make that decision to cut ties, to communicate and cut ties, right? Stalking is one of those things that just has some type of impact. And if you have been a victim of stalking, 
my heart goes out to you. I have a very close friend that dealt with a stalking situation. It took her a while to get past that. And now she's, she's great. Check inward resources. Understand there's other people going through the same things and do whatever you can do in order to safeguard and protect yourself. And with that, this is D, and I'm out. Bye. That concludes this episode of Dating Wild Black. I want to thank everyone who has supported this podcast, who sent emails to info at datingwildblackpodcast.com, <laughs> as well as those of you who visit the sites and attend the events that we have, both the paid ones as well as the free ones. If you have any episode ideas, we're open to them. Check out the website at datingwildblackpodcast.com. Bye.